Welcome to the bonus episode with Kristen Panek. Did I get your last name right? Yes, you did. Excellent. Uh, Kristen and I have connected through the gods of LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't actually even remember how we connected. I just know that in in the messenger, I I saw that you had human design as one of your topics there. And you're about, tell us a little bit more about you, Kristen. (laughs) Wow. Let's start with human design. We'll get into all the nitty gritty in our main episode, but tell me a little bit about human design for you. What's your profile? I'm a manifesting generator. Hmm. And what's your number? (laughs) And uh, my profile is a five one. All right. Well, that makes sense. I'm also a five one. (laughs) Oh, okay. And what type are you? I'm just a generator. Just. Okay. (laughs) you manifesting generators you go so quickly you got that you know to the throat gate that I don't (laughs) yes well I do appreciate your relatability uh how you relate with others is really powerful so yeah Yeah. just a generator like Oprah Winfrey or the Dalai Lama right (laughs) just So for 70% of us, we're just like Oprah, the Dalai Lama. I just want to put that out there. Okay. (laughs) How long ago did you find human design? Oh, was it three years, three or four years? Um, I've been avoiding it for a long time. Um, I have a lot of other modalities. I'm like, I don't need another modality. I don't want to look at it. And um, I was in, uh, was writing my first book and Robin Wynn was writing her first book on human design. And I said, well, you know, why don't I do a Facebook promotion for you? So we got on Facebook live and she went through my design and I just had an internal meltdown. I'm like, whoa, that's very specific information. Like she totally nailed where I was sitting in the moment with my biggest issues. And I'm like, so I was hooked. I I went into a deep dive into human design after that. I think that's why I avoided it because I knew I'd be pulled in. But yeah. I had Robin on my podcast as well. Is that our connection somehow? Or is that just a coincidence? (laughs) Coincidence <laughs> or not. <laughs> oh, a synchronicity, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. I've read uh two of her books now. Um, I like the way that she writes about the human design system. And I always pick up a new nugget of information, you know, from the six two that loves to educate. And what stood out to me, the essential oils book when I was reading it and hearing Greg talk about his experience, those are the exact words that my clients share with me. Oh, like like, almost like some of the exact phrases that I pulled out. I'm like, I've heard that phrase. And then I was reading her profile book, uh, where, um, someone talked about it feeling like a transmission, like as they're sitting there, they didn't even fully, it was her, it was Yara that didn't fully even comprehend what she was hearing. She just felt it. And I've had people share that for me as well. When I've looked at their profile. So I imagine that was quite a powerful experience for you. What was the thing that hit you over the head? 
Oh, wow. Well, I, I was sitting in with a decision, which I kind of decided, but wasn't fully, fully able to stand in it, I guess. Um, leaving a mystery school I've been a part of for 22 years. And, um, and she went right to the you know, I have the Time Bender channel and 4426, and I forget. Um, and I have a lot of individual circuitry. I'm, I have a mix of individual and tribal circuitry. And she basically said, I'm not one to really maintain. I'm in there to go in there and make change and innovate and bring the solutions to the tribe and then step out. I'm not there for maintenance mode. And uh, she said a couple other things that just kind of hit the nail on the head. And it was just like, I just took a big breath. It was like an exhale, right? Like, okay, I'm not crazy to leave. Uh, it's my time. Um, you know, anyways, it it just hit me because as you said, it's a transmission. Mm -hmm. uh, she's really good about embodying the work. So it was a perfect teacher for me because my work for the last 20 years with uh, the mystery school was really all about that embodying, being fully embodied. And so, uh, so she was definitely my teacher. Very cool. Um, and I also, I don't, have you dove into the gene keys at all? I have, um, I'm some, I have it and I do go in there for certain gates mm -hmm. and uh, I do want to get more into it, um, but I haven't specifically followed their sequencing and all of that yet. Oh, cool. Uh, that's been my fun. Uh, I think this this year has been my year of the gene keys, I guess is a good way to, to put it. <laughs> uh, and what do you, what attracts you so much about the gene keys? Mm, that's a good question. Embodiment. Mm. Uh, something that I think Robin sort of shined a light for me on was how to embody human design. Uh, human design felt very much like a system and it's lovely to give people uh, a picture of who they are and now they're, how their water flows is what I call it, what that mm -hmm. looks like so that your mechanics can work, but we don't have to be a victim to our mechanics. We don't have to be just in these mechanics. So the gene keys, uh, the raising of the frequency uh, the, what's the word I want? Um, the contemplation, I think aspect of that as well. You know, our one line loves a good contemplation and introspection. And, uh, it just gives me a, a perfect picture of where childhoods need to still be complete for people that still need to complete their childhoods. I would put most of us as adults in there where there's an area that we haven't fully completed. I have in my SQ, I have the 61. So the shadow is psychosis and the gift of imagination. So my, uh, but more importantly, I had a four line there and it's my only four line in all of my human design chart. And that of course means I have to heal that thing I've been looking for everywhere. It's been in me the whole time. So I mean, those are the parts of the gene key, uh, sharing someone's story for them, not from a place of the childhood victim and the experiences they've had, but being able to shine a light on the universe's story that they were born into. And here was the story of your life at zero to nine months. And here you are at zero to seven and walking them through 
the genius and even seeing how the different parts of it, uh, they really connect to even the centers of, oh, of course I have a wide open solar plexus. It allows me to know everything. My life's work is the 17.5. So I get to be all knowing. And that seat of consciousness is in my solar plexus, which is why I needed to be wide open there. And that mm -hmm. defined head had to come up with all these patterns and numbers. <laughs> so it really almost was like a the lotus flower of for me of the gene key sequence and seeing my life play out in the perfect way it was supposed to. And then in an empowering way of how I want to keep writing that story for myself. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of this work is that what I get some often from people is they have permission to be themselves. You know, there's nothing wrong with them. Um, and so it sounds like it's more of that too, more an understanding of and an acceptance around how we're wired, right? Yeah. Yeah, and a way to not be a victim to it in many ways. Um, yeah. And also just to accept that my purpose here is to be the finger in the pie. <laughs> when you're a 39 purpose. <laughs> and you also got all those opinions. It just was really helpful for me. And even knowing we're designed to interact with strangers. We're here yes. to be a stranger of consequence, strong consequence. It was really freeing for me. Yeah, for me too, because um, my first uh, marriage, uh, my husband, I believe, was a strong four. I don't have his birth time, so I can't. I think my um, first ex-husband was too. I say first, I have one. <laughs> Just kidding, Dan. <laughs> so I learned so much about networking from him, but I was like, which was helpful, but it's not my... Thing. Like I like to reach out to new people. So I used to kind of beat myself up for not being better at it. Um, but at the same time, appreciating what I did learn from him about that. So it was kind of nice for me too. Very freeing to hear, oh, strangers uh, is where you. Yeah, uh, where we shine. Yeah. 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 Now it's just my shtick I'll say as I'm leaving the house, like, Ooh, I'm going to go be real powerful. Or whenever I get a new client, I can't wait to be the most powerful I'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Are you an emotional authority then? No, sacral. No. Ah, yes. Okay. A lot of my, no, I have an open solar plexus as well. Totally open. So, you know, the childhood pains me perhaps of I had two emotional authority parents. I did too. Ah, <laughs> fun one. I had a five one mom and a five two dad. And my five two father, I think he thought he was a one line because we have a library of books. <laughs> and he's very much into the mystery schools. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, my parents would never argue in front of us, right? They would always, if, if there was an issue, it was always behind closed doors where we couldn't see. But I could feel all the suppressed emotions. It terrified me. Literally, I didn't know what was wrong. And I thought something was wrong with me. 
Like it was really their intention, of course, was the opposite. But so interesting. When I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, that's what was going on. Yeah. My parents kept a secret between the two of them that no one knew. And then dad decided to tell me when mom died that he was gay. And, uh, but even though they never spoke about it, I could feel the wave. I could feel the, my mom has the 30, had the 3955. I've got the 39. Like I really could feel or 30, whatever that number is. Yeah. 3955. I could really feel that. And it's a volatile one too. It's very spiky. Mm -hmm. and I always, I was only a child, so I just didn't know how to make sense of it. I thought I needed to fix it. I needed to be something to, to make it better. And that's really what I carried with me is how do I make things better? And as soon as I learned that these things I'm feeling are not mine and also not mine to solve or fix. <laughs> right. <laughs> huge weight was lifted off my shoulder. <laughs> yes. Yes. I had to learn how to deal with big emotions. So, you know, I learned how to let them move through me or ground them into the earth. But then I, with human design, it was like, I can just step out of the rainstorm. I'm like, duh, okay. So my, so my husband knows that now. So if he's angry, because usually it's really not at me, I just need to step out of the room for a minute. You know, it's like, wow, it's very powerful. Very simple. Yeah. I uh, have found also that there's some positive to anger. It took me moving halfway across the country uh, and some self-reflection. I wrote a nice little blog post on it, on recognizing that it just felt nice to just, I'm feeling this. And I understand that he's a three, five. So we're just projecting on each other. So I recognize if I say you're being a jerk, that I'm also being a jerk. But also I was just naming what was happening at the time. I've, I've come to a new space, I guess, with emotions where I don't, yes, we're not drowning. We don't have to be victim of them. I don't have to always, you know, I don't always have a shouting out, but if I do, I used to feel, oh, I'm supposed to be the calm in the storm. I'm supposed to be the generator that's here to just make things better. <laughs> I've recognized now, maybe, you know, I feel like the Dalai Lama also got his feathers ruffled once in a while. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I know that when Oprah has bad days, I had someone on my podcast who was her producer um, at one point when she would ever have a bad day, she'd just bring everybody in and write checks and hand them out because it made her feel better. It's like, oh, what a cool place to be. Oh, wow. That is a beautiful place to be. Yeah. yeah. Nobody ever feels bad if they're giving away money. Right. <laughs> oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So a fun bonus episode today of two five ones who didn't know they were five ones until this moment right here in time, which is how we work. We're very magnetic. We find each other and uh, very excited to head over to that main episode and learn all about Kristen and her incredible career. You're going to hear about her uh, management career, her mystery school career, and how to build a thriving community as a 5-1 with full of strangers that want more of what you have to offer. I can't wait. 